0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Live Stream Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, we discuss faith, spirituality, and the realm of paranormal—all in one, one in all. Today I'm gonna be talking about my experience going to the Roswell UFO Festival, give you a recap and a debriefing, show you some photos from it, um, and really get into what I learned. And one of the speakers I got to see, Mr. Travis Walton, none other. Uh, They wrote the movie Fire in the Sky about his book and his testimony. Um, It's absolutely was one of the highlights of my career doing this so far, uh, just to be able to, uh, I think I was like the third row from him. He was a little under the weather, so I didn't go like, you know, shake his hand and get an autograph or anything. Cause I wanted to stay above the weather. So, uh, but he was absolutely fantastic and, uh, really learned a lot from him and just some deeper parts of his story. Um, and then ultimately, um, alchemized a lot of things within myself coming back, um, and I will tell you that going to a festival like this, you learn something. What is up, Timothy? How are you doing, my friend? Welcome, uh, today. Thanks for joining. Uh, Martin, what's up? Wild Thing, what is up? Um, who else do I have over here? Dreamstar Oracle, what is up? BTS Squad, absolutely. Glad thing, uh, glad you made it, Wild Thing. And then, uh, Martin says, greetings, Earthling. Absolutely, brother. And I got my shirt on. My mom bought me this shirt. Um, for the uh, festival so I got my little UFO and buddy on it so I wanted to share this Um, I was able to take my mom I was very excited um, to be able to share this with her it was a very hot day um, but um, we got to stay inside quite a bit lots of keynotes and exhibits and stuff like that to check out so Um, anyway it was in Roswell New Mexico Um, and I'm just gonna go ahead and jump in and show you guys the slideshow uh, a little bit of what I uh, captured this is Bob uh, this is the first uh, you know uh, non earthling that I met there so Ashley says let's get weird that's what's up to says what's up from Florida welcome my friend Marilyn how are you doing been looking forward to this Marilyn says um, so Bob is a totem and I loved this I-, I got specifically got this picture with Bob because he's a totem carved out of wood hand-painted i absolutely love this i would totally have bob um, you know on my property one day um adorning my garden or my meditation area or something i just thought he was really cool beautiful um wood carved hand carved statue here um and so this is the first thing i was greeted with on the way in to the conference my allergies are kicking in today so i've got some green tea i'm drinking while we're while we're talking here but uh, what I loved about Bob is, again, first thing through the line, just to get into the museum um, before you paid and got in, uh, you got to meet him. I don't even know if that was his name. I just call everyone Bob that I don't know. And now that I know Bob's in real life, um, that's becoming problemsome. So. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? So, But Bob, I got to see him as as I went in. And for me, it just set the tone because it was the iconography, the iconography of this whole experience. There is something about it and I'm actually going to talk a lot about this with the community with Dreamstar Oracle on Saturday. Uh Ashley's going to be talking about runes and symbols and meanings of symbols, sigils, stuff like that. Um, and then I'm going to talk a lot about the iconography and show a little bit more that I saw at the conference. Um, I'm working on some new artwork for our products and for our community um, that really just have some cool runes and, and uh, iconography in the background. And that's something that's really important to me, just to kind of capture that magic, surround myself with that magic, surround our community with that magic. And I'm really into magic lately, really into understanding um, what all of these symbols mean and coming coming up with my own symbols, understanding sacred geometry, Understanding what it means when we just see this iconography of this extraterrestrial entity uh, or Bob there uh, Because for me again, Bob is so much more than just a little totem. He uh, really represents uh, The whole genre right of paranormal you cannot see this icon Without thinking paranormal. So what's up, Jacob Brian? How are you doing brother? Timothy says uh, are aliens real Thought It was just a made-up story um, you know, I will tell you after going to the conference this weekend and hearing all the keynotes not all of them, but a bunch of them um, and talking to people and just seeing how real it really is for people. Um, and that's not just because a bunch of people came together to talk about it, it's the experiences and the data and the antiquity and all the different sacred sites that we don't know how they were built. We, we, nobody can agree on timelines or anything. There's so many different symbolism. Symbolologies, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, iconographies, let me say that. Iconographies moving through all of the different symbols throughout history, uh, like the Thunderbird in Aztec, and in uh, Native American, and in Sumerian, and in all these different cultures, thousands of miles apart, thousands of years apart. um How is that so, right? Yeah, Missy, absolutely. We are communicating with glyphs again, through emojis, and I'm seeing them here. We got Missy dropping emojis. She says, hey, and then uh, aliens, UFOs, she's loving it, and hearts on fire. So, yeah, like, I mean, we get what each other is saying because of the iconography and emojis and stuff. So I'm going to really start talking about that, and we're going to get deep into it on Saturday um, as Ashley and I talk about uh, this type of thing. And I'm actually going to go through and show a bunch of different ones that had to do with the different cultures and let her talk about her thing as well uh but it's gonna be a great way just to really tie all that together astrologer says dope sir shirt sure. thank you sir i appreciate that um it is it is i thank my mom for this so um and i'm gonna have to make some with this kind of bright design on my own too so um so anyway jeff rogers says yada yada that's right absolutely you joined the right yada yada channel so Okay, the other thing I got uh, on my trip, iconography as well. Um, I like that, Ashley. Ashley says, I will start referring to all extraterrestrials as the Bobs henceforth. So, so. Um, I think that's totally appropriate. We should, and I think they would appreciate that. So I got this at a just a truck stop on the way between Amarillo and uh, Roswell, New Mexico. It's about a three and a half hour drive. It really didn't feel like that long. Um, It was a very long day though. We went super early in the morning, came back super late at night. Um, So, you know, I was just super exhausted by the time I got back, but it was worth it. It was worth it to just do like a nosebleed trip just up there back. Um, And so that's kind of why I've been quiet the past couple of days is I just had to catch up on rest a lot, like, and I had to alchemize so much of what I learned. So I got a little New Mexico hat. I'm wearing it right now. Just wanted to show it off had my colorado hat now i have my new mexico one i thought that was pretty cool um so then the other thing about roswell is uh this guy i wish i could remember his name i'm gonna actually go back and look and ask to see if he might want to be on the podcast but he talked about all the different symbols um within native american and aztec and egyptian cultures that that pretty much line up and show the same types of stories and how to decipher them and he was just incredible very much on um, my level of conversation as far as being able to just go 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 like um, there was no uh, pause in what he was doing which was fantastic it was just a continual stream of consciousness Um, and he just lit up the room. I loved what he was doing definitely very scholarly I mean he's got all of the you know all the the check marks and everything right to to be talking about this you know i don't i just love it uh my check marks are life check marks so uh, i'm verified because i've been through it right um but he you know like i said he was very scholarly and very knowledgeable about all of this so this was one of the lecture halls this was like the small one um and you know it was interesting there was a ton of people at the conference not near as many people at the keynotes as I thought there would be. You know, I, as far as me, keynotes are the coolest thing to do. Like they're, to me, that's where you learn all the data. That's where you meet people. That's where you take notes and really alchemize things that are going on. What's up, Judy? What's up, Dan? How are you doing? Uh, Bowman, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, hit me up, shoot me a DM, Bowman. Um, I've got my shops on like on-demand shipping and stuff now. So if you do on-demand, hit me up. Um, I've been with uh, Spring Tea and uh, some other ones, but um, I'm always looking for uh, vendors that would want to work with me. So hit me up. That would be cool. Uh, Yolene, welcome. Um, so, anyway, yeah, um, the keynotes to me are just where it's at. And I want to get into kind of what we talked about in them. This was just another cool little droid hanging out by the side of the road here. Um, Literally, it looked like a trash can almost, and um, I think a couple of people tried to throw their gum wrappers in it, but um, but nobody did, so that was good. Um, so getting into like the keynotes, what did I actually learn here? Um, one of the things that I learned here is A, guys, there's so much evidence that we're not alone, and B, um, the what that means means more than you think it does. It is not just an afterthought of maybe we're not alone. It literally changes everything about the way you do life. It changes everything. Confirmation over here with the light flickering, that's plugged into the wall, so that's weird. I have no idea why that would flicker during the broadcast here, but um, it changes everything about the way we live, guys. It changes everything about who we are, what we do, what we value, if these things are absolutely real, and I do believe that they are, um, and they visited our planet for thousands of years, maybe even hundreds of thousands of years, excuse me, um, then that changes everything, and it should. It changes our belief systems. It changes our faith and religion traditions. It should change the way we treat each other, the way we do things like commerce, and neighbors, and neighborhoods, and, if we're a part of an intergalactic neighborhood, why do we not know our neighbor's name? Uh, why are we not helping people out? Why are we living to just work, 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 work? We go 80 years and then pff, we're done. Where's our huge plan? Where, where's the big massive vision? Where's your thousand year, your 10,000 year plan? Um, and I heard Billy Carson do a uh, just a crash course on this on the way home. And that alchemized everything that I learned. And it was so weird that I got to listen to this episode on Billy Carson's podcast on the way home, because I, while I was at the conference, I'm just thinking this changes everything. This changes everything. I've been doing a show on UFOs and aliens and the Bible and Jesus and God and Mary Magdalene and magic and all kinds of weird stuff and skinwalkers and Bigfoot and everything for a year now, almost two years, a year and a half now at this point. Um, And it still changes everything. What I learned at this conference changes everything. It literally got in me and I went, Holy crap. I really, really think there's a next level. I really, really think that like, if these things are real, then quantum magic is real. If these things are real, then we have the ability. Wow. That's freaky. Okay. So we got a ghost in here right now. you guys see the flashing blue behind me that is, um, not supposed to be doing that. So, uh, but I'm going to let it go. So maybe we're getting light codes in here. Wow. That was, that is so weird. I got goosebumps. You guys feel that? Like chills literally. Whew. Okay. I'm going to keep going here. I know. Thank you. Dreamstar. Yeah. Like that's really freaking weird guys. Energy baby. That's right. Um, are you? Absolutely. So I'm a little bit, yeah, a little bit freaked out now. Uh, and it's beeping now. That's weird. My uh, humidifier just went off, so we got some big energies in here. I'm going to go ahead and grab, grab this. I'm telling you guys, my hair, hair on my neck is standing straight up. I'm going to get some uh, some sage going here, because that's important. So we're just going to take a minute. We're going to hope this is a good, good energy that's in here, because what I'm talking about, this is important. There we go. Okay now we got now we got the sage. I'm gonna spin around we're gonna bless this face here. I did it before we went live but I'm gonna do it again we'll, we'll keep going. There the sage is right there in front of me so uh, I'm gonna turn that off just to be just to be safe here. Okay reset it that's so weird the humidifier went off too humidifier went off this lights freaking out none of these are on the same circuit like that's i'm telling you guys that's weird that is weird i've never had that happen on the podcast but i'm telling you that there's there's a reason because i'm about to i'm about to let loose on this okay because what i learned literally changed my life this weekend and what i'm about to share with you is going to change your life and I want you to hear me deeply and clearly today because this is not, uh, thank you, Dreamstar. Uh, Ashley says, I'm well and truly so freaking happy I'm here for this. Yeah, absolutely. What is up, Melissa? Just in time, my friend. Laura says, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's bad. That's very, very true, Laura, absolutely. Um, it definitely did give me goosebumps though, So, but I got the sage lit up now and now that light went off on its own so it's just the weirdest thing three different electronic items in the studio within three minutes completely freaked out it's like it traveled from there to there to there. Boom boom boom. Um, So what I'm gonna get into if you guys see a ball floating behind me or something tell me Uh, what I'm gonna get into today is if again if these things are real and I believe they are it changes everything It changes the way we treat each other, it changes who we are, it changes our religions, it changes our traditions, it changes the way we treat our earth, it changes the way we manifest, which by the way, you better be manifesting, it's time, we got full moon in Sagittarius right now, you better set your dang intention today, right now, and go. Uh, Jared says it's trying to keep you from telling. Maybe it's trying to keep me from telling. Maybe it's trying to encourage me. I don't know. Maybe it's just partying behind me. Like, let's go, let's go. Um, I'm on cub watch for you. Don't worry. Thank you, Ashley. I wish I had a big old bubble lens to put on that so you could see it. But yeah, you're on both sides here. So again, guys, very, 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 very important. Um, this changes everything. And, and I want you to just hear me deeply, deeply out of so much love. I found a lot of love this weekend. Uh, Space Case says validation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found a lot of love this weekend. I just looked at all the different people. I went in a couple of metaphysics shops. I had some metaphysics shops there. Just looking at all the cool stuff, you know, everything from sage to crystals and stones different sigils and different, uh, everything from kits for Wicca to, uh, Christian magic to, uh, Native American, all kinds of stuff. I didn't really find what I was looking for in any of the shops. wasn't really looking for anything in particular, though I am looking for some crystals and stuff. I just didn't see anything I resonated with. And that's kind of how I go. Um, but I just looked around at all the different people and the people that were there, learning and these people are so committed to this guys. And what the hell are you committed to? What are we committed to? Let me just be really blunt. What am I committed to? Am I committed to making money? Am I committed to creating content? Am I committed to communicating? Am I committed to my actual mission? Am I committed to my life's work? Yeah, I am but I need to get even more committed. There were some people here that had traveled all the way from California, some people from Montana, some people from New York. I mean, th- these are some long drives and flights. And I drove 3 hours and then just kind of going, "Yeah, let's go to the party." And I'm I'm going, "Holy crap, like this is deep. Like this is this is the Super Bowl, right? For for paranormal people." And people were really there. I heard people talking about the Pleiades star system. I heard people talking about Zeta Reticuli. I heard people talking about the Greys, and I uh, heard people talking about the Nordics. I heard people talking about reptilians. I heard people talking about disclosure and all the new stuff that's come out on the news. I heard people talk about consciousness and God and make jokes that that only you know only we get right. Like you know, if you're wearing a shirt like this, you get it right. Like. Um, Kelly says, worker here? Yes, absolutely. Spreading love. Absolutely. So, I'm committed. I'm committed. And I'm committed to go into another conference. And I'm going to go to the National UFO and Paranormal Conference. Um, I'm going to go to more conferences, guys, because I need it. And I just brought some heat back. Obviously, something today. That was honestly the weirdest thing that's happened to me in a long time. So... um I got committed. I got committed to manifesting this weekend. I got committed to, as I was driving back and I listened to Billy Carson's episode on Manifest Destiny. And then it was the weirdest thing because I'm literally in that chapter in Zachariah Sitchin's book, Lost Book of Anki, reading about the Anunnaki gods and their tablets of destiny and how when Enlil is building the city, he says it will be built for all time he didn't say a day or a week or, you know, 80 years or for the next 500 years it'll be built, you know. It'll be a nice structure, should stand the test of time. We'll get it done under budget. That's not what he said. No, he said it would last forever, for all time. And that city, as we know from further study, or or my assumption and thinking is that that is Egypt that Enlil built. And it makes sense because Enlil is essentially Yahweh in the Old Testament and Yahweh came out of Egypt. By the way, don't agree with me. Do agree with me. I don't care. People can argue with me. I know because I read. Okay. It says that in the biblical text. I can prove and look at the biblical text that the Old Testament God is not the God Jesus was talking about. Okay. And I'm a thousand percent committed. To the to that fact at this point okay to me it's not even a question anymore i'm like 99.999 sure could i be wrong absolutely could it all be just stories in there absolutely i don't know but for me it does hold power in the red letters of what jesus himself said that's why i love the gnostic bible and all the other words of jesus that are you know we, we scholars are very sure very 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 authentic especially Gospel of Thomas they think that even the canonical Gospels we have could have come from the Gospel of Thomas and then been written into that tradition to take you know and put everything all together what's up brother 88 keys and 10 fingers y'all go check out my good friend over at 88 keys 10 fingers um, beautiful music guys if you want to be serenaded and I don't know you stream all the time brother um, at any point of the day, someone who's full of love, light, openness, and unity. You guys know I'm all about that, guys. Um, it's a big part of my deconstruction journey is just understanding that we are all one people. We are one rainbow tribe, red, red yellow, black, white, LGBTQ, um, Norse, um, magic, Christian whatever pagan it doesn't matter guys like I mean we got people all over the place we have indigenous people in our actual community and that was another thing I learned this weekend is get committed to the fact that we're one we are all children of the gods right and we're all the single child of the metaphysical God the truth of God and you got all these other you know, little G gods that came down from the heavens, the Anunnaki, those from heaven to earth who came. So, um, anyway, so, uh, 88 keys and 10 figures says, I'm on summer break, LOL. That's the only reason I'm streaming so much. Oh dude, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, y'all go listen to him. Seriously. Um, and he'll listen to you a lot, especially on your lives. I'll just put it on, on my desk while I'm working. Cause, um, music is something, that I'm really, really vibing on recently. I think the world needs music. I'm gonna use you as an example, if you don't mind, Um, because here's the deal. You wanna raise your vibration and your consciousness and you don't have sacred music. Piano is amazing. Organ is amazing. My friend plays the organ like, I mean, come on guys, go check out what he's doing over there. Absolutely, seriously, everyone in my tribe, go follow 88Keys10Fingers on TikTok. Um, And the reason is, is I want more musicians in my ecosystem. I'm working on something right now, launching a new part of our community and a new product that literally includes frequency music, tones and visuals, as well as meditations. It's called the Activations. And it's the third part, the third chapter of our ecosystem. I'm launching it this summer. And I deeply believe in music. I go to the gym and listen to music. And when I swim, I listen to music. When I drive, I listen to music. And I'm not listening to top 20 stuff, guys, or top 100 or whatever. I'm listening to stuff that is independent artists, that is EPs, that is you know deep cuts over on my music apps, whatever I can find that's, that's high vibration. Um, and how do you know if it's high vibration? You can listen to it, and it'll evoke things like power, love, unity, forgiveness in you, okay? Now, common misconception, um, people mostly think, oh, I'll run to Christian music, that's a great place. Actually, a lot of Christian music is made to kind of put you in a place of a low vibration and like, you know, get you to focus on a deity rather than the good that you can do and who you are, the you as a child of God. So that's what I love about older music. I mean, you look at things like Bach and Beethoven and some of the sacred cymatic type pieces that literally create these, these scapes of um, like musical tonality and, and shapes. And if you were to actually put them on a cymatic graph, they're gonna create beautiful fractal energies. Um, so that's what I love about piano, organ, um, guitar, classic guitar. Um, I've got some folk instruments in here. I've got hand pans that I play. Um, so that was another thing I learned from this weekend. Uh, yeah. Trevor Hall and Wookie Foot. Yes, absolutely. CW. Um, totally, totally like Trevor Hall is my spirit animal other than Dimitri, but yes. Martin says binaural beats. Yes, absolutely guys. And literally I found like some classical music is, is the medicine. I'll tell you that right now. I literally have found that like my dad used to listen to classical, um, I don't know if you've heard of a band called acoustic alchemy, like an 80s, you know, new agey, but they do a lot of like, um, uh, acoustic guitar and stuff like really, really rad stuff. So I just love like flowing through all the music stuff. So go check out, go check out any of my friends that are doing music. Um, love you guys. I don't know how you do it. Cause I'm, I'm not a musician in the way that some people are now. I'm a creator in the way that I can build soundscapes and, and things like that. And then add my meditation and poetry and stuff to it. So that's what I'm doing with the activations. But members says, this is good. Heaven is a symphony, all in one harmony. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I got to drop that up on the screen there. That's a fantastic point, members. Uh, This is good. Heaven is a symphony, all in one harmony. And I want to remind everyone, the kingdom of heaven comes first through you. It is within you. That's exactly what Jesus said. The kingdom of God is within you. And it is all around you. It is spread over the whole earth. What does that sound like? Does that sound like something we're waiting on it to come out of the sky and come down with visible signs? No, no, no. It's here. We have to activate it. And that's that's what I teach on here, guys. And, and music is a big, big way. And I'm, I don't want to speak for any other creator or any of my other friends. I'm not saying this is what they believe this is what I believe okay we all believe different things I don't think there's another creator on the interwebs that agrees with me hundred percent and by the way I don't agree with myself hundred percent every day I'm always changing and evolving and, and there's some days I'm vibing deeply on one thing and then the next day I'm like eh, that's not as important as I thought um, but today I will tell you obviously something important going on in here from here over to here and back to here so all I can tell you is it brought our attention back to the center here, to this rug, the sacred geometry on the rug behind me. I'll just get out of the way so you can see that for a minute. This is this is my setup, you know. Um, I, and as I'm talking about symbols and stuff, what you know, what do we have to learn just from that rug? Uh, it's one of my prized possessions in here. It was not cheap. Uh, this is not like a, uh, big box store rug, you know, this was something that was, uh, actually came out of India. Um, and so I just, I love it. I, I think it's so cool. Uh, of course I got it at a market that sources stuff from all over the world, but, um, but it is, it is a, a nice piece that I really, really like, which is why I hung it up instead of putting it on the floor. Right. So high vibes to you in the chat. Very nice setup. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. So, Um, yeah we're talking about the little ghosts we had or the energy or whatever that was in here this light turned off then that light over here started freaking out i went and reset it it's plugged in and then i turned and then it turned itself off it's completely off now and then my humidifier just completely died just just beeped and turned off it, just the weirdest thing, so uh, I have no idea what that was about, so. Um, all right, getting back to um, some Roswell stuff. So here is, um, you know, kind of the setup out in the middle, everybody hanging out. Uh, this is looking back towards um, one of the buildings, and then right behind it is this, which I believe was their courthouse here. Um, and then that company is not a sponsor of me so i'll try to hide that in the photo but beautiful um, beautiful courthouse here i just love that again sacred geometry look at the dome on top um, love these old buildings and this old architecture guys like i, I could just go travel and look at buildings I, I did a tour in iowa with my uncle looking at these old buildings and the paintings and the sacred geometry and the domes and the way there was this one building in Iowa. It's the Capitol, I think, uh, building there. And, um, I can't remember the names of all the buildings, but there was a place you could stand under the dome, which is like eight to 10 stories up. And there's nothing there other than like a little walkway and then the hideaways and stuff way up on top. And, uh, you know, you would stand there and you could talk, you could whisper and hear it in your ears, like a microphone was, was putting it through like a headset. It was the weirdest thing. You just talk to the wall and you go, hello. And it like came right back to you, like, because it went up and down and guys, it's all architecture and, and we're so, we build, what do we build these days? Guys, look at this room. It's a bunch of gypsum stone made into sheetrock with latex paint on it, plastic blinds, uh, plastic blades on the fan. And then we've got carpet that has no no real fiber in it, other than all more plastics, right? Okay, so why am I saying that? Why why are you living a house like that, Cub? If you don't like it so much, this is how they're all built, right? Okay, um, you know they don't build houses and buildings like they used to. And so that was one thing I noticed in downtown Roswell is the architecture. And New Mexico as a whole has some beautiful beautiful stonework, um, old adobe, different types of architecture that have a different energy in them, literally have a different energy in them. Can I prove it? No, I can't prove it. Pseudoscience. So don't take it as science, right? Uh, We're not looking for science though. We're looking for experience. I wanna know what the heck this was with the little ghost floating through here. I wanna know know, why, why is this room not the same energetic feeling as when I go to downtown Santa Fe and I feel old churches and i feel the square and i can just feel the energy and the creativity just pumping through there i have to bring a lot to this space i've done the best i can to craft a nice space but i have to bring the energy into here i have to like okay come on here we go here's my energy okay all right now we're gonna create now i'm gonna make some stuff i'm gonna tell you right now if i just went live in downtown santa fe on the square there i could probably talk all day because there's just an electric energy coming from this, this very visceral, very real primal place. And then you have all of these buildings around there that have the cymatic architecture. If you don't know what cymatic architecture is, by the way, uh, you can look at this building again. It's where you have, um, everything is laid out. With sacred geometric shapes. So if you were to take this, look at the top of it down, and then explode. You know, not you know, not actually explode, but I mean the mathematical term of kind of separate everything. You know, explode like that, kind of like a flower of life. Not actually, guys. Um, but if you were to to lay it out and lay the basic shape patterns out in what's called an exploded view, um, and you learn that when you're going into CAD and stuff like that. So that's where I'm pulling that term from, by the way, you would see that it makes a big flower basically, and it's all even parts and then it would lay back together. And all of that you'll see too, when you hook up a cymograph or you take a speaker and you put a bunch of sand on top of that on a piece of plexiglass and then you play different tones, it'll make these shapes naturally. And so we're looking at these things called sacred geometry, and they're gonna be functioning um, from other types of numbers Um, like the Fibonacci sequence and so I'm not a mathematician but again I've done enough like in Maya and different CAD programs and uh, like Google um, SketchUp and stuff like that to kind of understand how some of these more complex shapes are made out of these um, cymatic you know base shapes that are in 2d and then you transform it into 3d So, um, this is just kind of a Q and A today. I know this is not like, uh, my normal podcast, but I wanted to do a little Q and A today. So here's, uh, I don't even remember the name of this guy, but he was very nice. Um, and he was showing me a star system, probably Zeta Reticuli here. Uh, but he's my little Ajiji friend here, um, and if you've read the Sumerian tablets, you know the Ajiji are the the ones on Mars. They're they're basically like the worker bees or the grays, uh, this kind of smaller, you know, three to four foot entities. Uh, they do a lot of the work, you know, not like heavy lifting so much, but they they drive a lot of craft that does a lot of work, if that makes sense. So they're they're heavy technological users. Um, probably ones that helped move a lot of the stones and stuff, you know, allegedly, um, kind of what I believe, right? Um, not to perpetuate conspiracy theories, but I still don't see how the pyramids were built with labor, even a huge labor force. I just don't see how some of those monolithic blocks were moved into place. And then now you can't get a piece of paper or a dollar bill between them. Yeah, how are they cut that perfectly? How uh, It just doesn't make sense. And so it makes more sense to me knowing what I know about building stuff um, because I used to build a lot. I used to be a carpenter and work in theater and do all kinds of stuff, everything from fine carpentry all the way to rough carpentry and theatrical productions. And I got to tell you, um, it makes more sense to me that the Ajiji had a hand in moving using... Um, sound technology, vibratory technology to acoustically levitate objects. and I just see that as a very real possibility. We see that all through the Bible by the way. Um, Acoustic technology through the walls of Jericho and the uh, Ark of the Covenant was definitely extraterrestrial technology in my opinion playing the shofars around it. And then you blast them a certain amount of times. And then the resonant device in the Ark of the Covenant picked up that resonance and basically magnified it, almost like a speaker. Uh, We know it had a power source on board because it would basically shock people. It talked about the spirit of God entering the the nasal cavity and the eyes. That's what happens when you have a high amount of plasma or electricity. Um, Go into someone's body, and it's pretty interesting so uh, But yeah, he was showing me some cool stuff here, and this was just over at an old gas station I think been turned into a gift shop here, but I liked this picture. This is one of my favorites. I got just cuz you know got to meet an alien, right? Um, And then this one this is another thing I learned on the trip Um, Let's see Oh yeah, purple love says very interesting color uh, of him. It was said at one point that humans might have been this color at one time. So may I ask what uh, his presence felt like? Very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. So of course he was just a statue, right? Um, probably fiberglass. Um, but I did feel, again with the iconography as I talked about, just the just his pose there pointing up. And then when i looked up and took the picture to me it like meant something it's like okay what can i learn from this and i know that's like it sounds goofy right but for me that like this whole trip was full of these little esoteric symbolisms and different conversations and then even when i came back from out of town there was a mix-up in my neighborhood and some elderly people were trying to find some relatives of theirs and they thought it was our house and I ended up spending like an hour with these people from out of state, visiting with them, gave them some cold water, uh, waited for their relatives to come home, got them situated there. And, um, it was just such an interesting thing because like this whole trip just kind of led to this, um, experience. And this happened yesterday on Sunday, just this experience of slowing down because here's the deal. I mean, these ETs can go, you know, through the heavens at an immense speed, right? But I think if there's one thing that we know from like eyewitness testimony, they're not built. They're not walking around real fast. They're not even moving their hands and stuff real fast. They're very controlled, they're very Zen, they're very pragmatic about things. Um, And their technology does all the heavy lifting. So that's one of the things I'm committed to doing is let technology do the work for me, the heavy lifting, and take my time. A computer can't meditate for me. A computer can't ascend for me. Now, a computer can make me more evolved. AI technology can help me get a ton more done. Uh, My smartphone can help me take photos and document things and show where the location was and all kinds of cool stuff but it cannot help me ascend unless I use it for that. Unless I use it to create music that has the right tonalities to create visuals that have the right frequencies in them to create the different types of media like we're doing now in these conversations. So that's, that's really one of the things that I learned from this weekend. And one of the biggest things I learned was from this beautiful flower right here. Now I just want you guys to look at this. We were walking, we had to walk about nine blocks from the library to the convention center. And as we were walking down the street, about at the halfway point was a drive-in fast food restaurant. And this flower was on a tree in front of that restaurant, like just on the side, like where you would turn in. Most people would turn in and pass this tree and not even look at it. I stopped under it, looked up, and this was pointing my phone up about like that. The flower was right above me at about you know eight feet high. There, um, the whole tree was flowered out, and I just went, you know, in all of this technology, and all of the fast food, and all of the commerce, and all of the things that we've built as humans, life finds a way. In this tree. Yes, I'm sure a human planted it there as part of the landscaping, but my gosh, was it beautiful. I will tell you what a human did not do. It did not program the tree to grow in such a beautiful manner and reach upwards towards the sun. Um, And so I took a moment to like go. Wow, this is and I literally stopped. I stopped in my tracks. My mom was walking with me. She was happy to have a little bit of a break at that point. We're halfway Walking down a hot street all the way down the, the center of town there. Purple says uh, trees have their own unique unique way of connecting us. Yes, they do. And so for me, this was this was one of the most magical moments on the whole weekend. Just getting to look up and gaze at a beautiful, beautiful flower. Um, and again, as goofy as that sounds, right? Um... It was amazing for me. Amazing for me. Um, Are you okay? Or are you kidding me right now? I love your name. That's awesome. Uh, This makes so much sense on an experience I just had the other day while at the beach. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad this is making sense then. I'm glad I'm not just rambling because I feel like it sometimes. but uh feeling it gaia is calling trees have deep wisdom in the roots so much alignment so yes and that brings me to my next point absolutely are you kidding me gaia is calling and if there is one thing if we are ever going to make contact with et's or even have civilizations where we're coexisting, and by the way there are thousands of prophecies and thousands of different traditions about the gods returning and celestial cities and everything and guys, it doesn't happen until humanity gets to a point of agreement where we can at least get 1% of us to come into agreement, to pray together in one faith. Okay, not, oh, I'm Christian, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, you know, I'm New Age, I'm whatever, I'm Catholic, I'm Jewish, I'm uh, Zoroastrian, I'm whatever. No, 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 In one faith, one metaphysical God, both divine feminine and divine masculine with one child, which is all living things. We're literally in the mind of God. To honor the old gods, the physical deities for the ones that actually care about humanity, honor them as, right, father and mother, honor your father and mother. Like we can honor the gods that that genetically modified and created humanity. But what we worship, and think about the word worship, what we actually worship is the metaphysics of God, the I am, the thing that is in and through all things, the kingdom of God that is in you and spread out all over the earth, nameless, faceless, ready to manifest through us and literally become a thing. And so the thing that we can make out of that is love, light agreement better societies like we literally can do it guys it starts with planting a tree and i know this sounds i know this sounds like every like you know saturday morning special you heard growing up on ecology or whatever but it literally starts with planting a tree planting a tree in your yard you know have your little piece of land put your own little garden on it plant some trees have a place to walk and share with your neighbors like Natural spaces, open spaces are so important. Encourage your local governments to have open spaces and natural spaces. I'm not talking about just parks. I'm talking about actual miles and square miles of land where people can walk, can stargaze, can camp. Uh, Colorado does a pretty good job of it. New Mexico does a pretty good job of it. Texas has not really caught up with the whole outdoor space thing yet. Maybe they will. You know, I'm not trying to speak against them. I'm just saying as someone who lives here, we don't have a lot of like open natural spaces I get to go. Um, So it starts with planting a tree. And if you have open natural spaces, support them. If they need money, support them with money. If they need volunteers, support them with volunteers. And I'm telling you guys, this is how New Earth is born. Okay, it's not born sitting at home, watching the internet, getting aggravated at what's going on in the world. It happens because you get out and lend a hand, lend resources, and recreate your life in a way that your finances are coming through holistic manners. That's how I'm doing mine now. I'm not making what I was when I was running a business just for profit. Um, that What I'm doing now is a whole different ball game with points of interest coming in all different places for monetization, to our community, to everything that I'm doing. And it's a whole different ball game, guys. Uh, but that was part of my reworking and rebuilding my you know, kingdom of God around me. And that is doing what I love every day and going to things like this and being able to create into what I love. Uh, are you kitten says, 100% agree with what you're saying. Uh, or 100% get your blank out there, absolutely, in love. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. Uh, Yes, fully support you Cub, shift the green energy, you got my vibe, yes, absolutely, so, um, you know, I downsized my vehicle in order to have one that was more energy efficient, and um, it's still a gas vehicle, but it's a heck of a lot more affordable for me, and it uses a lot less gas. Now, is this easy? No, especially in the economy we're in right now, especially everything going on in the world. We are changing and shifting, but I do believe we have a say in it. I do believe that the population of this planet still has a say. It's not just in the hands of 100 billionaires. I believe that we can pick and choose what we value and what we want out of this whole shift. I don't care, they can keep having their money, that's fine but give us what we want, right? Give us outdoor space. Give us freedom to choose where where we go and how we go. Give us the earning potential that we want where we can live without debt all the time and be more comfortable and, and able to think creatively and go out and serve people and have the excess that we need to do that. And for a lot of us, like myself, it's like, you just got to keep pulling yourself up every day and say, I can do this and I'm going to manifest this. I will manifest this. This is what I want. This is the reality I want, and I'm going to draw back the arrow and shoot for the target. Right? And that target for me is financial freedom. It is an ecologically sound living, a space to call my own with my own property but also another property off property where I can have community come to and we can have weekend conferences or music festivals. I'm looking for a piece of land in the mountains, about 25 to 50 acres, something like that, where we can literally have a, you know, an outdoor oasis and a meditation circle and things like that. Everybody can bring tents. I'm not looking to build an actual community. I'm not really, like that's not my calling but my calling is to bring experiences. And one of the things that I could do to bring experiences is have a piece of land that I can share with people that more people can have access to and really enjoy the perks of being able to come out and enjoy that space. So, um, a sacred space, if you will. And so that was another thing that came out of this trip is sacred spaces. So whether you live in a house like I do and your sacred space is a front porch or you're living um, in an apartment in New York or LA, or maybe you already live in the country. A sacred space is super, super important. And I want to show the sacred space that I found this weekend that I just loved. Um, And this sacred space is downtown Roswell, beautiful mural. So here's, there's my mom in the background. Um, Beautiful mural here with the UFO artwork. And then look, look at the sacred circle here. Look at the xeriscaping and all the plants. Look at all the native plants here. This place was literally charged with energy. Okay. When I say charged with energy, I mean the sun was beating down on this. The plants were happy. There were birds around and bugs and all this stuff. And it was a purposeful, meaningful, built place that had some, what I'm gonna call sacred uh, sacred geometry. It was a very simple design, big old ring with a big public work of art. I love spaces like this. I love, you know, when you can stop and look down and you see the crafted space, but it's still very natural. That's one of the things I wanna build for myself that I can have access to every single day. And whenever I have friends or family or colleagues over to my house, They get to experience that in my backyard or my meditation garden or wherever. I want everything from my studio to my backyard, to my porch, everything purposefully designed to evoke that type of energy and evenness and flow, positive conversations. Guys, this is about crafting a 360 view of your life that literally everything works for your good. And I'm telling you, we're not doing that right now. I'm telling you, we're not doing that. And I don't just mean as a society. As a society, we're definitely not doing that. But as individuals, even within the spiritual community, we are not doing that, okay? There are a handful of people in my spiritual community, in our tribe, that I know are doing that. Not everybody's doing that. And we all have to start. I have to be better about it too. I've, I've begun on this, but I'm always like, you know, ready for the next step. Maybe I can get to move again or whatever. And I've, I've stopped and it's like, no, I need to keep going. I need some more plants back here. I need to get, you know, continue to craft the space. Maybe even put up a nice divider here. So I'm not just looking at the doors. What can I do to continue to craft a space that inspires me? And guys, this one in New Mexico really, really evoked a deep, deep sense of inspiration within me. So, um, that was just like a really, really big part of that. So, um, okay, now I'm gonna talk about Travis Walton. Let's shift gears, er, put it in reverse here. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go back and talk about Travis Walton. Okay, so Travis Walton, if you don't know, um, the movie Fire in the Sky was written um, and directed, um, inspired by his book. This is the Fire in the Sky poster from the Wikipedia page. Um, and then Travis Walton. This is Travis Walton. Um, he, the whole story is wild and I'll, I'll give you a quick brief overview of it. Like I said, go watch the movie though. Um, so fire in the sky is a book and a movie that recounts the alleged abduction of Travis Walton an American logger in 1975. The incident took place in the Apache sit graves, national forest in Arizona. Walton and his co-workers claim to have witnessed a UFO while driving home from work. Curiosity led Walton to approach the object, resulting in a bright beam of uh, light striking him and causing his companions to flee in fear. Walton's disappearance generated a large-scale search effort and his absence sparked media attention and speculation. After five days, Walton reappeared, recounting a vivid story of being taken aboard a UFO and subjected to various examinations. And that doesn't even begin to describe it. If you watch the movie, it's, it's kind of horrifying, honestly. Um, and yeah, I won't say any more than that, but, but definitely go watch the movie if you can. Um, his claims sparked controversy, skepticism, and scientific investigation. While some skeptics dismissed Walton's story as a hoax, Others considered it a genuine encounter with extraterrestrial beings. The case uh, gained further attention through the publication of Walton's book, Fire in the Sky, its subsequent film and its subsequent film adaptation. To this day, Travis Walton abduction remains one of the most well-known and debated UFO cases in history and supporters arguing for its authenticity and critics questioning its credibility. So obviously just a big polarizing, you know, like anything, right? Um, and so here he is talking. Um, I was on like the third row here, you know, there's a tra- up. you know, the smartphone didn't do a great job of, you know, he looks very flat and less 3d there, but you know, it was, uh, it was a really, really great lecture again. He was under the weather, but I was just really, really impressed at him showing up and talking through this. And I wanted to share just a couple of tidbits about what he talked about, And why it was, um, I think, important, you know, to our understanding. Uh, So he didn't get deeply into the story. You know, you can watch Fire in the Sky. You can read his book, all of that. I like that he talked a little bit of off-topic. He was very, you know, I thought, candid about um, his healing journey. And that was honestly, like, what he focused his talk about is his healing journey. What's up, Spiritual Wanderer? Thanks for joining. Uh, Thanks for stopping by and saying hi. Um... Uh, so, you know, he talked about going through regression therapy. He talked about how his brother was advocating for him the whole time when people didn't believe him. And even the town sheriff was, you know, really leaning into him thinking it was a hoax and, you know, like, what are they going to do? Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on and it really, he, he really hurt him from what I could tell. He seemed super genuine. I totally believe what he was talking about. I totally believe the whole story um i believe he was a 19 year old kid who jumped out to you know be cool for the other guys in the truck and try to you know egg on the ufo apparently he had done it a couple of weeks earlier with a bear um on a logging road and had jumped out i tried to scare the bear and you know the the guys with him are just like what are you doing you know um and so i really really liked kind of seeing the more intimate version of him things that i've never heard on an interview with him there's all kinds of documentaries and retellings of this. But one of the things I really appreciated, and I don't want to steal his story, but I do want to just kind of touch on it, is he talked about how kind the sheriff of that town was and how he really did have his back. Even when he was younger, um, he was thrown in the jail cell overnight for a speeding ticket or something goofy like that. Um, And I guess the deputy sheriff didn't like him very much. And the jail cell had been torn up and I guess somebody else who had been incarcerated there had ripped the sink off the wall and there was a water leak and the bed was soaked and this guy tried to just leave him there for the weekend. Um, and Travis ended up escaping, crawling out, somehow wedged, you know, part of it open and was able to get out through the ceiling tiles. I didn't quite understand how he did that, but good for him. I guess when you're younger, you can do that. You know, I would have been stuck there all weekend, but... Um, But he got out and uh, went straight to the sheriff's house and turned himself in and said, here's the deal. I can't stay there all weekend without telling you what's going on. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me talk to you or get any kind of access to you. And then I guess the deputy came in and said, you know, he tore the sink off the wall and destroyed the jail cell. And I guess the sheriff who's played by Burt Reynolds in the movie stands up and points at him and he said, don't you lie to me. That was broken when I was in there the other day. Travis didn't do anything. And apparently they dropped the charges and everything. So it's just kind of a random, you know, side note, right? Of just kind of how it was in the small town. And um, and then Travis talked about the loggers. You didn't all know each other. You know, in the movie, you kind of get the sense that they're all buddies or drinking buddies or something. And really, Travis knew like one other guy. Another guy absolutely hated him. Um, and apparently that tree fallen down right next to Travis's character in the movie, uh, where the other guy cut it down to make it try to fall on him, that was pretty accurate. Apparently it fell right next to him. Um, so a lot of stuff in that movie was very, very similar to his actual experience. There were a few liberties taken. Um, but apparently it was very, very similar to what he experienced. He also experienced a humanoid being, or what we would call a Nordic... Um, extraterrestrial, uh, which was very tall, very pale, very humanoid looking, uh, with, you know, bright golden hair, icy blue eyes, um, wearing a space helmet basically. And he got out of this, uh, UFO craft into some sort of hangar or other spacecraft or whatever, you know, he didn't even know what it was. And then there were more of these humanoids that actually ushered him to this other operating table and held him down and then put him under for whatever operation they did. He said after all of these years, he really believes that he had so much brain trauma from the initial beam hitting him. And by beam, he thinks it was some sort of static field around the craft or the anti-gravity system hitting him so hard, it just literally threw him across the field. And it wasn't like they zapped him to keep him away necessarily as he was you know trying to you know, get under it, get closer to it and he hit that anti-gravity field. If you listen to Bob Lazar's story about his whole testimony and working at uh, S4 and everything it kinda makes more sense that okay maybe that anti-gravity field just literally is such a force that it's not just like oh it'll keep you from walking into it it's like when you hit it it actually pulses out and pushes your body away like a magnet and that makes sense i mean it makes more sense that way so he believed that the reason they kept him for so long is that he was actually on death's doorstep and had a lot of brain trauma that they actually had to work on um to keep him alive and return him so that makes more sense now some of the things he went through you go why the heck did he have to go through that well we got to think Intergalactic medical procedure is probably nothing like it is here on Earth. Some of the things they do may be horribly uncomfortable, but maybe the quickest, least invasive way to do things like a little bit of pain and drama, but it's a whole lot less invasive. We don't know. Um, I do know that it sounds horribly uncomfortable and if you watch the movie, it's not something I want done to me. It's not something I would wish on anyone. But we have to wonder, are they just pragmatic worker bees doing what they're supposed to be doing? Checking up on the species. Um, They had accidentally hurt someone and they had a duty to take care of them. Even though it was traumatizing for that individual, they did what they needed to do. That's how I interpreted the story from what he said. I don't want to put words in his mouth at all. Certainly not trying to retell his story for him. Uh, What's up two bulls, how are you doing? Uh, But, That was the interpretation I took. So it gave me a different view. And I think one of the, just the most annoying things I hear lately is they're demonic. Every time I post a picture of an ET or talk about the old gods or anything, those are just demonic entities. Guys, that's literally an ignorant interpretation. And I don't mean that against anyone. I mean, they are ignoring the data. Don't ignore the data look into the data. Okay, I understand this differently than I did 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was fascinated with aliens, but I still had an inkling and I would read, you know, within the church community and stuff and think they've gotta be demonic. Yeah, I think they're demons. And then finally, a while back, I thought, well, I wonder if they're the angels. And now I go, oh, they're the angels, they're the gods, they're the children of heaven, they're the sons of God. There are all these things that we've heard. They're the Elohim or the Benai Elohim. Um, They're the Watchers, the Ajiji, the Anunnaki. Lots of different races, lots of different purposes, lots of different species even. Okay, forget races. They probably have, you you know, of the Greys, there's probably a bunch of different races of Greys, right? Just like there's a bunch of different human races, okay? We're all one human race but there's all kinds of different races within that, like different um, origins, right? Different genetic lines. Probably the same thing with just the greys. And then you get just the Nordics and just the reptilians. Think about that. And then these are all different species amongst all of them. Think about if we get to the point where we can hybrid ourselves with technology and become true cyborgs, um, then you would consider that Someone who did not have a cyborg upgrade would be a different species technically than a cyborg. These are things we have to think about, guys, okay? And you may only have 80, 90, 100 years. Maybe by the time I'm 100, technology will be so good we might get 120, maybe 150. I don't know. Um, I think we're supposed to live a heck of a lot longer. I think we should be living between you know eight and 900 years. That's just my my opinion. Imagine what you could get done in eight or nine hundred years. And we're not going to get there if we don't get more people who are honest and open in the sciences, who are ethical in the sciences. Um, and in the pseudosciences. We need more people in the metaphysics. And I say pseudosciences, not as in its BS, but as in it's not. It's outside of the conventional sciences, okay? What I do is outside of the conventional sciences. And I know enough about conventional sciences to talk about both a little bit. Um, But everything I talk about is meta, outside of. It's metaphysics, outside of physics. It's supernatural. It is more than natural. It is a whole other level of natural. In fact, the word natural, nature, uh, a lot of that comes from an old Egyptian um saying from n-a-t-u-r meaning of the spirit so just the word natural is of the spirit supernatural is an abundance of the spirit right so that's why our channel is cub supernatural podcast so by the way if you want to join the guide program my guide program um, is something i've been working on building it out we've got three different tiers There's still going to be three different tiers on the 5th, but the top tier is going to be considerably more expensive. The lower tier is going to be more expensive and the values are going to change. So if you want to get in at $9 and just join the Facebook group, today's your day today or tomorrow, get in now. If you want to join at 19 a month and get in to our community, today's your day, get in now. Everything changes after the 5th, if you get in, you're locked in, you're gonna get the value that you paid for. Now I do change the value off and on, but it's it's all kind of community driven. So um, whatever you get in at, you're locked in at, and then you can cancel anytime you want. So no, no commitment. Um, it's a monthly membership. You support what I'm doing. We've got our community in there. We have our academy, and I am going to be adding Our activation sessions, which is going to be a huge, huge deal for everybody. So don't miss out on that. Like I said, if you want to get in at the $9 a month, scan that QR code or jump over to www.cubcooker.com is my official website. You can find all my official socials over there as well. Um, And one last photo I wanted to show you. Here's the the fake autopsy or the, uh, you know, rubberized... Alien that they had over there in the Roswell UFO Museum. I just thought that was cool um, Not cool that there's an unalived alien, but I thought it was a cool prop if you will So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys today. I hope that this has been a good episode I know it's kind of weird Offbeat uh, lots of stuff to talk about But for me guys, it was an incredible trip um, And it was a trip when I say trip and I just learned so much. I, it was a very sublime, very subtle learning experience for me. Hari Krishna, you too, my friend. Uh, I go check out everything labeled demonic, uh, just fear tactics. Keep us from our truth. Nine times out of 10. Amen. Dream Star Oracle. Amen. Um, it's a priceless community. I've been listening for a bit. Thank you so much. Are you kidding? Um, I appreciate you being here. So, um, And thank you guys for the support. I literally cannot show up here and keep doing what I'm doing if we don't continue to get support and new members. So um, it's all up to you guys. I'm gonna show up here and do everything I can. I literally cannot trust the platforms to pay me. Uh, Another one of my creator friends just posted on another creator program that was supposed to pay out all kinds of money and they've made just pennies, pennies compared to what they were making. some of the older creator programs and so these platforms have made it very very difficult and i'm not speaking against any particular platform i know they're adjusting to the economy i know they're shifting how they're doing things i know we have a major shift coming but at the end of the day creators still have to survive just like everybody and so a lot of us have had to go off platform and do things differently And so that's why I offer my patron support memberships. And they're more than that. They're they're not just give me money and I'll keep showing up. It's you buy in at a certain level and you're gonna get that value on that tier. Um, I'm gonna show up for that value and I'm gonna keep showing up here. So it's a great, great way to support what I'm doing and then go much deeper down the rabbit hole with what we're doing. You can go read all the values on the website, go check it out. If you're listening after July 5th, 2023, go check out what I have on there now. I'm always keeping them updated. I'm always perfecting them, making them better and better and better until I get them where they're just humming at that perfect frequency. And everything is five star, everybody loves it. By the way, everybody does already. I just want, I wanna get it so perfectly honed in that we start having dozens, even hundreds of new members a week. Um, And that's the whole goal here. So right now uh, we get, you know, a good handful of members every week, which fantastic and I am grateful for but I want to increase it I want to get better I want to create better products around that to serve you guys and these activations I'm working on are gonna be when I say life-changing and when I put them at the top tier I believe it I am putting the value into it. it is custom music that I create with intention around a certain frequency with the visuals, with the artwork, and the meditations, as well as the ability for you to download the raw track and do your own meditations on each piece of music. So rather than you buying a music album from me, this is a whole interaction. You're going to get all the video, the video with it. You're going to get the um, the meditations with it, and then you're going to get the raw track as well. Then you'll get the video that has them all put together, but you can still piece them out and download what you want. So. I haven't seen anybody do it this way, and I'm not trying to launch myself as a music artist, but rather an experience, uh, an art experience artist. And that's that's a big part of what I am. I may do this later with like an actual art installation at some point, get a bunch of people in our community together to go do public works of art somewhere. Uh, maybe do an installation, maybe do an event, I don't know. Uh, maybe decorate the forest I get to buy it at some point. Uh, we're gonna do some cool, stuff guys. So I really, really appreciate you. Tommy says, where can I get that shirt? I have no idea where my mom got it, but I am working on my own UFO shirts. I'm not going to copy this one. They're going to be my own design, but I promise I have UFO shirts coming. that are going to be the Technicolor. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I will be launching brand new wave of shirts very, very soon. So I love you guys. I hope you have a fantastic evening. Uh, God bless you and just thank you for your support always 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 thank you for your support You guys have an awesome evening, and I'm gonna see you guys on July 5th. I'll be back I'm gonna take the fourth off for family friends a little R&R and honestly I'm gonna be in the studio working on music tomorrow, so I'm very excited to do that get a bunch of tracks made preload the new product with a bunch of different ones and then you guys will get to jump in and engage with those so um i love you guys um kaleidoscopes based off uh the wanted experience yeah that would be so cool i love kaleidoscopes i love kaleidoscopes um and i'd love to have like a whole gallery of kaleidoscopes that would be so cool so anyway y'all have a beautiful beautiful day seriously thank you for listening to this this is just kind of a debriefing q a thing but i think it went really well and i appreciate you guys uh, for being here. So, Purple Love Us says, loving the website. Thank you very much. It's even going to get better after the fifth. I have just really honed that website in from where it was to where it is. And I appreciate that. I've been really trying to tweak in the design. So, thank you for that. I really appreciate you. Thank you guys, everybody in the tribe. Thank you for all the new people. Um, I know we got a couple of people that were going to join from the comments. So, thank you guys. I'll welcome you over there today. In fact, I'm going to do a welcome post. Uh, either this afternoon or tomorrow on the 4th to welcome last week's people to get you guys orientated to how to use the community and everything so the community is incredible it's, it's like social media without all the advertisements and uh, it's all spiritual stuff only our community we've got a little over 50 people on the platform right now and more every week growing literally every week so I am very thankful for that um, and I really really appreciate your support so Anyway, um, if Ashley's still on, uh, Honeybee is still on, uh, you ladies, if you get a chance to go back and watch this when the lights acted weird, tell me if you see any orbs or anything. I'll do the same thing. I'd love to know what was going on. Is there anything going on behind me? What was I saying that triggered that at that point? Um, Because I'm doing a whole series on magic this week. Starting on the 5th, so we're going to be talking about magic using things like the words of Jesus. How do you reverse engineer that into actual magic protections and spells, incantations, and manifestations? It's all words, guys. Don't be afraid of it. Um, how do you craft that in your life? So we're going to reverse engineer a lot of that. So. Um, Drinkstar Oracle says, running, not walking, to do just that right now. Thank you, my friend. Bless you. I really appreciate you. See, when I say we have the tightest community on the Internet, we've got some really, really incredible people in here. And really everybody that's in is incredible. But I just want you guys to know when you get in the community, you're not just joining like a place that it's not just like a static Facebook page. This is an off platform community, and we have a lot of conversations over there. We meet every Saturday on a Zoom call. Um, you know, it's small enough that you get to meet people, but it's growing enough that it's exciting. And I call it a grassroots truth tribe. And that's really what it is people looking for truth. We are grassroots, everybody's doing a little bit of work to help keep it going. Everybody's supporting it, and it's really, really cool. I never thought I'd have anything like this, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. So thank you, guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. God bless. Peace.